0: Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for this week's AT&T Byron Nelson. And joining me to break it all down, it's Kyle Porter. KP, what up? Well, I'm ready to talk some JJ Spawn. Are you ready? I am 63, nine under par on Thursday for old JJ atop the leaderboard. What more could you ask from the
2: guy? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's anything else that we need to discuss so we can break down his round. And, uh, you know, he's missed seven of his last 10 cuts I saw. So big, uh, big day from from him. He could be the favorite now. Uh, he is not. I've called William Hill. He is not the favorite.
0: A bogey-free 69 uh, because golf is weird. Let's just zoom out for one second here, KP. We knew TPC Craig Ranch was going to play easy. I think you, you looked at all the flyovers. You're like, there's not much defense out here. We got rain earlier in the week, and as the PGA Tour loves to do, they let players pick up their ball, Played preferred lies on Thursday. And How do you, you feel about out- that? I uh, I don't generally care, but I would I would prefer the best players in the world do not constantly get to pick their ball up out of the fairway.
2: Yeah, it's a little like it's weird because you hear on the broadcast, oh, you know, of course drain great, it's in great shape. And then it's like, and they're playing preferred lives. And you're like, well,
0: And it, mi- it? and it might have been warranted this week. Like, I don't know. I'm not out there. If I was walking in the fairway and it was a little squishy or whatever, like, but, but they do it all the time. Like any chance they get it, it's preferred lies. I called this on Monday. I was like, I bet you when it rains on Tuesday, two days later, they're going to be playing a uh, ball in hand. So uh, it's, you know, it it is what it is as they say, but I think
2: they do it too often in general. It's, it's probably a good thing. I can't believe we haven't talked about speed yet. Uh, <laughs> it's probably a good thing for, kind of the world that you're in right of like dfs it takes some of the um yeah there There you go go. it it takes some of the (laughs) that was great producer (laughs) jacob it takes some of the randomness and and just uh the the variable you you know you want as few variables as possible if you're wagering on it or whatever um so it from that from that perspective it's probably a good thing
0: It is. And playing out of the fairway becomes incredibly valuable because you get to clean the ball. You get to set it up. You know, one foot off the fairway and one foot into the fairway are incredibly different, which is another thing I don't like. You know what I mean? It's just you're um, six inches over. I get to touch my ball, get to put it up. Now, you know, it's it's a little bit wacky.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: three point two shots under par is what Craig Ranch played on Thursday and tied with JJ Spawn at the top. Is the one, the only Jordan Spieth. There were some questions. We know that he uh, battled COVID nineteen over the past couple of weeks. We didn't know what his energy level was going to look like, but KP, let me tell you, he goes out and he puts together a bogey free sixty three and smashes us with an exclamation point on eighteen by. Rolling in a 55 foot putt for eagle in classic Jordan Spieth fashion.
2: Well, and the whole thing was, I mean, I, I watched most of his, I, I watched pretty much the whole, all of his round that was on TV, and it was just so like, I don't know if you heard him on the No Up podcast earlier this week. He, uh, Chris Holman did an interview with him, and he was talking, Spieth was talking about how. Be- playing against and beating the best guys in the world is like a drug, and and I was I was just <laughs> screaming at my at my phone like yes like this is what we've been saying about him, kind of right. for different reasons, but uh, it was a drug on Thursday, right? It was uh, he's hitting this three wood out of the rough from 247 yards to nine feet. He he misses the eagle putt. Of course, he does. He blades uh, an iron on – well, he chunks a chip on 14. He blades an iron on 15 off the tee. It barely gets over the water. And then all of a sudden, he makes a 55-footer for for, uh, 63 to tie the lead. So, it was just – it was so – On brand, like the whole thing. I mean, he, he had some shots today that I was like, Oh my gosh, like what, what was that? And it's a bogey free 63, which is just pretty much exactly how he rolls he's hitting his driver
0: uh, statistically say what you want about the eye test he's hitting his driver statistically as good as he has since that magical 2017 run where he goes you know open championship and then all the rattles off a bunch of you know top tens after that it, it, it's it's unbelievable it's it's not as good as that stretch but that that part of his game combines with the putting magic combined with the fact that he's basically the best approach player on tour this season I mean uh, Sky's the limit. It's 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 kind of crazy at this point.
2: Well, I I was thinking about this today. You know, remember the back nine at Phoenix on uh, Sunday, the fourth round, where he's got driver in hand, and you're like. I'm not sure which way this is going. (laughs) And he he basically didn't know either. either, And you compare that to what I watched at Augusta, which, again, we don't have all the data on that, but he just smashed driver all over the place there. And then he hit a shot today, Rick, on... I can't remember which hole it was on the back nine. It might have been... It's the hole where you have to, like... You've got water up the left on the the back nine. I don't remember. It might have been uh thirteen might have been thirteen 14's the short par four with water on the left that one yeah okay yeah, so it was it was on the yeah it was on the hole where he chunked the chip yes yes correct, and he yeah. cuts he cuts this driver off the like it, it looked like he was aiming like right edge of the water and just cuts like a a driver's i don't know a five yard cut right off the water and you're like, man that is a that is a confident shot because you're missed. The, I mean, you're like it's so easy to just bail out right. I, th- I don't think there's anything up the right side, or for him just to always something up and and play at the middle of the group. But he, he's just so confident with driver right now. It's unbelievable, and we know how how good he is with his irons. It, it's just. I don't know. Next week's going to be super fun, you know. I, I hope he doesn't win this week like he did going into Augusta, uh, because he could uh, he could win the career slam next week, which would be pretty awesome. Man, and if you would ask, if you would have said. <laughs>
0: could like what give me odds on what Jordan Smith uh to win the career grand slam like forever would be uh 6 months ago I would have told you 100 to 1 and now he's going to enter next week probably like 10 to 1 or 12 to 1 well, to, he's, to do it and, in one
2: try yeah and he's i mean he's been you look at the strokes gain stuff which whatever you can argue whether that's the best indicator but if you believe it's the best indicator he's been the best player in the world for 3 months 4 right. months You know, and, and, and that's where it's like, you know, we, and, and I thought, I thought we did a good job kind of, I guess, of holding off and being like, wait a second, let's see it for two, you know, eight rounds, 12 rounds. And then all of a sudden you get to, I can't remember where we got to. And it was like, okay, this is a real thing. And I, you know, I was just thinking like, how did, why did we. How did we cover golf over the last three years when he wasn't playing well? It was just so much more boring. Every round is just, just awesome right now. It's so fun.
0: It's unbelievable to watch him out there. He played with Scotty Scheffler on Thursday who had himself quite the scorecard. When the dust settles, <laughs> it's a five under 67, but KP, his last 11 holes were par free. He went no birdie, 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 bogey, bogey, birdie, 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 birdie bogey, bogey,
2: birdie, birdie, birdie. That's a psycho card. <laughs> it's a it's a psycho scorecard. Shout out to Shane Bacon. He also uh, he bladed a chip on Thursday that was maybe the worst shot I've ever seen on the PGA Tour. I and he that. immediately, I thought he was gonna, I thought he was gonna go full World Cup and like we we're gonna have to get the magic water out there to revive him. I mean, he. <laughs> head in hands like he was just devastated over this this bladed chip um i don't know i don't really know what to i mean he finished five under so i guess that's good but i'm not uh of course five under is t29 so you're really it this is where strokes gain matters right like this is where it's it's all it's all relative to what the what the field is doing and not necessarily how the course is set up
0: Right. He essentially gained 1.7 strokes on the field on Thursday, despite shooting a five under 67, because that is how low the scoring average was. So yes, this is, this is why strokes gain was invented because if someone says, oh, I shot a 67, a 67 on Thursday at TPC, Craig ranch is much different than a
2: 67 on Sunday at Wingsfoot. They are in completely different atmospheres. Totally. And I think that's why, yeah, it's why we talk about strokes gain so much. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like with somebody, when you look at a card like this, it doesn't, I, I don't feel super optimistic about the rest of the week because I'd rather have, okay. Would you rather have somebody shoot five under with a completely clean card or shoot five under like this? The problem,
0: um, I think I'd prefer this because it shows the upside, which you're going to, like, you're going to have to shoot, what, 25 under par to win this thing? 24, 25 under to win this golf tournament. So you need the upside. The the problem is if he is constantly just kind of one swing away from putting a bogey on the card. I mean, there are are a lot of holes where par is a bad score. If you're going to... It, it, considering trying to win this golf tournament bogeys are uh, beyond detrimental so i i do worry about this if he cannot tighten this up that he's just gonna you know one or two mistakes making a bogey on the wrong hole and you, yeah he's five under. He's he's got 28 guys ahead of him
2: yeah it is crazy I, I don't i don't know i hope it gets a little harder over the next three days because i mean it was uh I don't know. I I, I do think it will be. I I don't think 2,500 will win it. I think it'll be more like 20 or 21 or something like that. That's probably fair. I mean, it's got to get harder. It can't get it. We we are on pace for
0: the uh, lowest cut ever, which was just set at TPC Summerlin a handful of months ago. We there's a there's a real chance there's a seven under to, a seven under cut tomorrow. There's an outside chance it gets to eight under. So depending on how the course plays. So yeah, it's it, it's going to be low, and then hopefully you know we can get something on the weekend. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau went out early on Thursday, sixty nine, three under par. I. Sometimes feel optimistic when Bryson does this stuff like he makes a double bogey out of the middle of the fairway on number one, which is like something he should never, ever do. He had plenty of looks out there. He I I thought he played about as poor as he possibly could have and shot three under, which sometimes makes me optimistic. Um, He played the he played the par fives at one under like that. That can't happen. He
2: makes you optim. it makes you optimistic about your own game.
0: I guess so, but it makes it makes me feel better because I make double from the middle of the fairway constantly,
2: constantly. <laughs> well, what's What's crazy is like he and this is actually I think a little disconcerting for next week because he drove it great. I mean, to pick up two strokes on the field here where it's wide open, you just I mean, you're 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 pounding driver, right? You're just killing it. But his short game was so bad, and that's what you know. I've, I've been doing a little bit of like Kiowa research, and and Rory talked about this a little bit at uh, at Wells Fargo of like my short game's never been better, the, and and it almost has to be at Kiowa because you've got these rays. Not to go like full into next week, but I don't know. Bryson's gonna be able to win this tournament at at basically even par after round one. He might he might even. I mean, he's got to, to shoot a pretty decent round tomorrow to make the cut. Yeah, he, um, he lost strokes to the field. He's 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 worse than field average right now. Yeah. yeah. So he so he so next week th- this is problematic for next week because kind of like Wingfoot, you're going to miss a ton of these greens because they're 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 raised up. They're kind of volcano ish. And your short game is going to have to be really, really good, and that's where he really struggled on Thursday. So I, I, I think that that, like his short game has got. We talked about this on Tuesday. Every facet of his game, he's become one of the most well-rounded guys in the world, up there with Xander, Cantlay, uh, some of those names. Speeth is up there right now as well, um, and he wasn't that on on Thursday at all. So I, I think that's a little, you know. I, I, it's not one round, especially with a guy like that, is never problematic. But that's something to watch, I think, going into to the PGA.
0: I think that's fair. A couple of guys that struggled a bit on Thursday. Will Zalatoris, he rounded out that group of Scotty Scheffler and Jordan Spieth. He goes out in one under 35, comes in in one mm-hmm. under 35, and kind of salvages what what he could of his day by making eagle on 18 because he was even par heading into that hole. There are times, and there were times here on Thursday where he just hits some shots that you're like, oh my God, like this is this is not fair. This kid's not human. Uh, but the scorecard didn't necessarily reflect all of that on
2: Thursday. Yeah, I was texting uh, you and producer Jacob, his ball <laughs> fight sometimes. It's just, and it, you wonder how he does it because he's so thin and just... He gangly, I guess. I, I don't know what the right word is, but he's so like skinny and he just gets, he almost gets like underneath the ball. Like it looks like with his swing and he just sends it into orbit. Uh, I, d- I don't know. I felt a little bit of this coming of this like kind of poke. Cause he, what, what did he, he played in, uh, did he play RBC heritage and miss the cut? He played somewhere post masters. He, well, he, he just missed the cut last week. So he missed the cut at Quail Hollow last week. Okay, I felt a little bit of this like kind of post masters letdown. I think that's normal, man. I, I I think that you go out and have the emotional type of week that he had at Augusta, right? And it's just it, like I don't know. I don't necessarily know why, but sometimes when you're young like that, it's just really, really hard to recover from and to kind of just get your feet back on the ground. Honestly, so I I, I don't know. I I don't. I think. I have zero concerns about Will Zalatoris over the next 10 years, but I do think he's in the middle of a little bit of like just trying to like find, okay, where do I fit in here? What's going on? What what am I doing? At, and, you know, that might sound weird to say about a top 30 player in the world, but I think that's that post masters thing that you have to kind of uh, figure out and navigate. The other guy who
0: I want to talk to talk about before we look at the odds is Brooks Kepka. He fired a one under 71 on Thursday, and it's not that expectations were high for Brooks this week. I think we didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, first, first time playing since the masters, we know that he gutted it out, uh, to even play the masters. He still can't really bend down what I would say is normally. And the, the big thing, uh, for Brooks is that he lost three strokes on the putting greens. He was the fourth worst putter uh, as we record this on Thursday and he's back to doing that, you know, how he kind of lines it up a little bit out towards the toe instead of lining it up, like in the middle of his putter face, he's back to doing that again, which, um, I guess works for him, but did not work on Thursday.
2: No, it did not. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, he still can't bend over to read the, to read the putt. He can't bend over to, He he has to do a full hinge to
0: like place his ball <laughs> down where his ball marker is. He it's needs so those, strange.
2: He needs a putter where you can like pull it out of the cup with it.
0: I, my dad's got probably 10 extras. I'll send him. One.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, the guys at the shotgun started Andy Johnson and Brendan Porat talking about how Lee Westwood won like the, one of the events. in I think it was in Dubai w- and pulled the ball out of the cup with one of those putters. Like wow. it's, we should be disqualified so... for that. <laughs> <laughs> but Kefka needs one. I, I don't know. I, I don't, with him, it's just like, what are we doing? You know? And, and who knows, maybe he goes out and contends next week at Kiowa, but it just is, it's not there. I mean, it's, it's just not, what, what do you think to, about uh, it?
0: I don't know. I think he's just trying to balance. I have to get reps in before the events that are really, really important to me. So assuming next week, PGA championship, uh, but getting those reps in might not be great for the bot. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's like this, it's this, um, not a chicken or an egg situation, but it's this, this circular argument of like, what am I doing here? And I think it's just, unless you're healthy, it's going to be very difficult to contend at any golf tournament, let alone a major championship, especially a grueling major championship. We're going to get the longest major championship course in the history of golf next week at Kiowa. I, I just, I just have, I just have a lot of
2: concerns. Well, I think that you know how he always does the thing of like, ah, I don't need golf, whatever, whatever, yeah. you know, whatever, man. It's like I, I think that I think he's kind of probably bored. And if it's not going to do if, if playing is not going to hurt him, he, he just wants to play the majors. Right. And, and I think you're right. I, I don't think he's playing the Byron Nelson because he's trying to win the Byron Nelson. I think it's a, I think he. I think he is playing the Byron Nelson to get ready for the PGA. And I, I think he's playing the PGA because it's like, what else am I going to do? Just sit on <laughs> right. the boat? You know, I, and, I, I think and, that... And
0: like, I've told everyone that these are the only four that matter. So I guess I have to play it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't... I don't... He's going to have to shoot... What's he going to have to shoot on? Like, 64? Uh, I mean,
0: if best best case scenario, he shoots... Um, no, best case scenario, he shoots a 67 and we get a six undercut. That would be his best case scenario. I think it's more likely it's seven, so we'd have to shoot a, a sixty-six, and then if he gets really unlucky and it goes to eight, uh, he's gonna have to shoot seven under sixty-five,
2: <laughs> which is to make the cut. <laughs> Again, it's it's a strokes game thing, right? Like if you look yeah. at the numbers, like oh, I shot a one under seventy-one. Well, he lost what three strokes to the field? Yeah, four two strokes. 2.5? Po- two,
0: two okay. okay,
2: yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, boy. All right. Well, we, here's
0: uh, the bigger story. We have to figure out this, this odds board from William Hill. But before we do that, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners.
1: Hey, everyone. This is Jimmy Conrad, your favorite former US Men's National Team player and the host of the Call It What You Want podcast. And I'm here to tell you that Viore is a versatile clothing brand that speaks my language. It's inspired from the coastal California lifestyle, just like me. Its products stand the test of time, And we're back. Uh, William Hill, I believe, has thrown up their hands, KP. And, and I
0: don't blame them because there are, as we speak, yeah. oh, boy, um <laughs> 50 guys at five under or better with the lead at nine. So that would be 50 guys within four. And there's a handful of guys out there still kind of waiting to finish. So that's by my quick napkin math. So, so William Hill says, I don't know what to do. Let's just throw Jordan Spieth out there at a uh, plus two twenty five. And then there's a huge gap to Siwoo Woo Kim at 14 to one, Sam Burns at 14 to one and Scotty Scheffler at 14 to one. Then they throw in a couple of other big names like John. Rahm at 16, Mark Leishman at 20, Sergio at 22, Sprinkle in Aaron Wise at 16. I they have no idea what to do, and I c- can't, I can't help them.
2: <laughs> yeah, that my, my big takeaway from this, what what did uh okay, Rom Rom was four under, which is not good. I mean it's fine. It's not great. Uh I would not my big takeaway from this is that I would not touch Spieth at that no, number. No. Like I, I just think that is it's one thing if if it's like, let's say he's leading August after the first round and, it, you know, there's 10 guys within three or something. But on this course with this field and his history of not playing that great at the Byron Nelson and just, I, I, I don't know. First round was great. Could he win for sure? But is that a good number? No, it's not well, even close to a good. Let's, number. let's just look at it like this. This implies it's not even close to a good number. Let's
0: just this implies that he wins this golf tournament about a third of the time. Let's just for round numbers, thirty three percent of the time. Our friends over at Data Golf they projected at eighteen percent right now. So you yeah. are basically paying like a fifteen percent vig on that bet. It, the guy, sorry,
2: honestly, eighteen seems a little high. I I, I would have said more like fifteen, I, and I like their stuff is better than my brain but it, it just with how many guys are involved it still feels a little bit high absolutely the the
0: one that I would be interested in if you made me bet one of these uh Sam Sam burns at 14. <clears throat> Yeah. Sam Sam Burns 765 the dude is again we we if you've been listening to the first cut we have talked about how good and how high the ceiling is for Burns now he breaks through gets a victory and he described KP he's like yeah i i won two weeks ago having the week off was like the perfect amount of time to celebrate and then kind of refocus and get back at it and this is like the perfect course for Sam Burns let it fly lean on your irons lean on your wedges and hope you make enough putts like this this is a spot for him
2: yeah it is i i I regret not picking him for our one and done it was it was i think it came down to him and keith mitchell and i went with mitchell who i think was i think mitchell shot five under
0: yeah he's in it he's still alive i like mitchell i like where mitchell's at here
2: uh but yeah i i I agree with you i think burns is the most what did siwoo finish at? is he six under seven under well he's got to be near the top because he's
0: getting a lot of love here he's six under yeah so he's he's three back. I'm I'm shocked to see him in the 14s with Burns. He's he's one shot behind Burns, same odds. And yeah, this is a weird
2: this is, a weird this is a weird uh odds board. Is that what a it's called? Of, yeah, that's true.
0: A lot of love for Siwoo, certainly a lot of love for Jordan Spieth, which is expected because he's such a public guy, but um I would I would bet Burns or like no one. Wait till
2: tomorrow <laughs> and see
1: what happens.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, can
2: I, yeah. Seriously, can I bet? Uh, can I? What kind of odds can I get on uh, S- Scott Stallings four back? You know the problem with Scott Stallings, uh, and well, I, I mean, not. there's a lot. There's a lot of problems with Scott Stallings <laughs> being four back of Jordan Speed. But tell me, let's see what he's doing. Okay, it's much better this week. His last two weeks, his
0: last two putting weeks, uh, were two of his four best putting weeks ever. So he was in the midst of just an absolute like career heater. Now, uh, he is not putting the lights out on
2: Thursday, which is a good sign, but I was worried about him coming into the week. You know who I would actually like to bet here. Somebody that has kind of popped up a little bit this spring is uh KH Lee. He yeah, hit he's it, played a he, lot better. Yeah, He's seven under, he hit it. Great. Didn't put it all. I think he. I think he's interesting. He's T six, but you're right. I mean, this board is going to be. If we look at it on Saturday night, it's going to look so different. I mean, it's just going to be it, the 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 whole weekend is going to be crazy.
0: It is going to be crazy. K H Lee, yeah, and he's always he's 66. always kind of a, yeah. I like that. That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for round one recap of this week's Byron Nelson. Obviously, this works. We'll be back after round two, three, and four. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. Let me thank Kyle Porter, who you can find on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. I'll catch you next time.